0: Welcome everyone to this new episode of my podcast, Trans with a Voice. In this episode, I have the pleasure to welcome Marie LeBlanc, a trans woman from Moncton. She's a stylist, fashionista. She was in a movie, Yannet Netoile talking about the stories of queer Acadian. I'm so happy to have you on this podcast, Maddie.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting.
0: We met a, a almost exactly a year ago at the uh, Fikfa, the film festival.
1: Yeah, it's kind of ironic. And then we went to see the queer films again on Sunday. So we've had a full one-year anniversary full circle moment.
0: So to start, I would like you to talk a bit more about your story your life experience
1: well i'm from a little village called rogersville um not many people live there i moved there when i was super super young Uh, i think i was three or four years old with my mom uh she's a single mother yeah i had a pretty normal life other than i was a little girl (laughs) with a with a penis and then i was kind of always like female presenting as a as a young child I was very girly. I I even had a fake alias name for when we played in the park because I looked like a little girl, and I was like that till in, I think until grade seven. I would still wear a lot of girls' clothes, long hair. Chopped my hair off at seven, and um, yeah, kind of started acting more male and uh, try to fit a little bit more in society. And then I met my first boyfriend in grade eleven, and I. I never really came out. I just told all my friends and family that I, I had a boyfriend. And um, yeah, graduated, moved to Toronto. Uh, I lived my life as a gay man for the most parts of my 20s. And in 2018, I came out as non-binary, which was kind of like my dipping my toes in the water, if you will, and noticed that I came out as non-binary because I knew that I was not male. Like that was the one thing I knew for sure. So it was easier for me to come out more as non binaries as first. Cause I was like, okay, let's, let's eliminate that. Let's eliminate the guy part. Let's go play with here a little bit. And then maybe six months later, not even, I just, yeah, I was like, no, um, I'm a trans woman and always have been. And then I didn't do so much of a huge coming out as a trans woman. Cause. Well, for me, my my non-binary experience is still a very, very trans thing. Like, it's a body dysmorphia with, for me, a body euphoria all blend into one. Then I was asked to be a part of this amazing film that came here to New Brunswick. And I was asked by a good friend, Julien Cadieux, who asked me if I wanted to share my trans story in this film. And um, it's funny because I, I refused at first. I... I work behind the scenes. I've always worked in production, so I really wanted to to create these costumes for this film, and I didn't really want to be in the spotlight. I was kind of, I was kind of new, and when I came out, when I had my boyfriend, i I didn't feel I didn't want to scream it out or or anything. I just did it my way. So with my transness, I wanted to do it my way also, and kind of just let it happen but then i realized it's hard to just let it happen either because people need to know the proper pronouns and so on and so forth so um he written a really really great part for me in this film that basically kind of plays myself and i i came out as a trans woman in this film officially like very very publicly so yeah that's a it's a little bit about me
0: that's a great story I had the chance to see the movie. I remember you were sitting, like, I think right behind me. I I think
1: so. I was... Yeah, you you were sitting right in front of me.
0: I remember looking at you because I knew that seeing the movie for the first time really made you anxious. Because, like, for someone that's trans, like, you evolve a lot your first years. Like, you discover really what being trans is, like for us, what being a woman is. Another point is about like the body. In one year, if you get hormonal treatment, you you can see a lot of change in a year. So sometimes can be hard to see like us at the beginning of our transition.
1: Yeah, I'm happy you mentioned that because a part that was making me nervous, and I think a lot of people didn't understand was the movie just premiered this year but in any film like we shot this at this point almost 2 years ago so you're you're absolutely right like especially with my female feminization procedures i've definitely got more done after the film my hair my body changed so much so i think when i was telling people i was nervous people just thought i was nervous to see me on screen which for me really does not bother me but what was making me really nervous was seeing me at the first year of my transitioning, like f- like physically really starting to see changes. So I was more nervous to seeing how I was going to feel on the way I looked compared to how I look now. So that's that was what I was nervous for. But other than that, I I was excited to see the work.
0: I was so happy to see you like having that euphoria after the movie seeing you happy because I know as a transformer it's not easy to see us like on that big of a stage like we were talking about the movie premiere really opening your art to everyone like we are talking about things that are really deep oh
1: so personal in front of cameras well I guess I'm doing it on a podcast now but it really helped me honestly
0: but seeing you so happy of like The end result, I was just ecstatic. I was just ecstatic for you.
1: I think it was a a really proud moment for queer Acadians in general, too. Like, not just for me, but we were such a full cast of queer people. And predominantly, like, our main character is a trans man. Also, just my, my experiences on working on a production where the director is also queer. The cast was queer. The production team was queer like the admin people for the production was queer, it made such a safe space for everyone to just be completely themselves. Because like people keep forgetting that production like behind the camera, it's like any corporate world. It's a man's world. So your cameramen, your lighting men, like predominantly they're all straight men. So sometimes like when you're creating this beautiful body of work that's meant to be fully, fully queer and especially like trans stories and multiple trans stories in front of the lens and having that voice that was one of my first concerns where I asked our director I was like how many straight males are the cameramen and he asked well I was like why I was like well if you can fire one and hire a woman or a queer person but like for me it's still very important to include everyone in the background because like if I'm going to be in front of the camera Talking about something extremely personal, I don't want the person holding the camera just not knowing, no notion of what I am or what I'm going to talk about. Or he can be really nice, but it just, I I don't feel comfortable. So, yeah, it's a nice body of work. And to come out on film, I always do things big. Honestly, I was like, if I'm going to come out, and Julien was really talking to me about it, and I was like, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it. Like, I was like, I'm already out. Like, I wasn't hiding it or. It was on Instagram, like, my pronouns were there. and But I was like, no, it has to be bigger. Might as well do a movie.
0: That brings me, like, to my first subject. The reason why you say, like, you came out during that movie, like, in public, was because even if you came out on Instagram before, people did not, like, believe it? I think so because like you have always been really comfortable sharing the pictures of you before like transitioning like what when you were presenting male and that's something that some trans people or queer queer people will not like because they want trans people to fit the boxes of society they want like trans women to be really feminine and only share feminine stuff
1: to be barbie in the box
0: Exactly, and trans men to be alpha male. But as trans person, we each have our stories and what we live before transitioning doesn't go away.
1: Exactly, yeah. And I'm happy you mentioned that because I I think also with me sharing a lot of my older photos or like a lot of my career, I was so happy of what I've done just like artistically and since I am from a very small place where like there's no fashion world there, there's no, there's none of the life that I've, I went out and got for myself. So like my life in Toronto, even though I was male presenting, it was this body of work, this artwork that I was like putting out there in the fashion world. And it was kind of fun because I, I got to play a lot with clothes and my mom's a seamstress. So like since I'm young, I've been wearing girls' clothes and then I started making my own clothes. They looked all feminine, but if someone was like, oh, you're wearing girls' clothes, I was like, no, I made it. It has no gender. So being in Toronto and, and still being a gay male presenting for so long, I was trying so hard to, to make sure that he was so perfect. Um, well, I, I just mentioned trans women we kind of kind of want to put them in a Barbie box but it's so funny because when i was male presenting i kind of felt like i was dressing up a ken doll every day and not even that it was my ken doll it was just a foreign ken doll and i had a body of of clothes and accessories that i could dress him up with and make him look perfect and i i became a little obsessive of creating this perfect gentleman where when I opened up my first business in fashion in 2015, I called my business Gentlemen's Incorporated. And um, it was curated for just men. And I nosedived into that world of GQ magazine to men's fashion to to just wanting to be that perfect, perfect gentleman and wanting to be James Bond-esque, like very, he had everything. And was still suave and polite and I have books even that I I keep now on my coffee table called How to Be a Man because I think it's a friendly reminder to myself that he tried so hard and that's a huge reason why when I see photos of myself on Facebook or Instagram that are in my memories, I like to share them because I think for so many years it didn't matter if I had abs or how much I lost weight or how my hair was and frosted tips and like I just thought I was hideous. I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him for who he was at that time. I just knew that I wasn't seeing what felt like on the inside. So for so long on trying to be this perfect, perfect being, this perfect Ken doll in the box, prestige, unopened, was kind of like this pandora's box once i i opened the box and you can take his clothes off and and then have fun with it that i realized in those facebook memories i don't hate him i've just resented him for so long and as as you were mentioning it is very painful for a lot of trans people a lot of my my own personal trans friends keep that past life private. And that is such a respectable thing. And I I understand that fully. At first, I started getting a little bit of hate that I was sharing so much of me looking more masculine, or I like to put him as a third person, like a person that was. So like, I, I've really didn't want to see him. And then now I look at photos, and it's like, I'm so happy in my transness. And I'm so happy of being out as a girl and just being a normal girl doing normal girl stuff, and that's become my life now. That I'm disassociated with that Ken doll, and now I can look at him and I get so emotional just looking at pictures of him, and not in a negative way, but in this sadness of how I thought he was so ugly, and now I can actually just sit there and and look at old photos of myself and being like, oh, he was cute. He was a little handsome and he tried so hard. He never cheated on a partner. He was always polite, tried to be the best friend, tried to be a good family member, just trying to be a genuinely good guy. And I think he really was. And I think a lot of people liked him. Actually, as I'm telling and sharing this with you guys right now, I'm having this realization of, oh, wow, I love him. And he was really really important in my life you know there's a little tomboy part that comes out of me once in a while and it's so funny because I I won't put him as me anymore but like yeah I can't deny that he was cool he was a little rock star and um I don't miss him he's he lives in the past he lives on my Facebook memories and he will always live there (laughs) there away (laughs)
0: It was you at that specific time in your history.
1: In my history, yeah. And a lot of people keep forgetting that. Like, if I could have transitioned when I was younger, I would have done it. It's a conversation that I have with my mom a lot. But I think the fact that I had to be, or I felt I had to be, gay male presenting for 15 years. Like, 15 years is a long time. And then especially when I moved to Toronto, so my early 20s. So like I was in Toronto for 10 years, which was the most amazing time of my life. Because I thought about it, taking all those photos down. And then I wasn't looking at the photos that of me that I wanted to delete. I was like, that is my life that I'm deleting. I don't need to d- delete my life. Like I said, he still did that. And uh, I'm proud of him.
0: Our history, like it includes everything that happened after coming out and before coming out. It's all part of their stories. For a lot of trans people like myself, I have a lot of bad memories, like before transitioning during my childhood, my teenager's year, beginning of my adult life. So I don't share like pictures of that time because they break me so much bad memories just also brings me dysphoria that's the reason why i don't show them but for i know multiple trans people like you that are totally comfortable doing it and it's okay every trans people way of dealing with their trauma with their stories is different and it's okay and there's no right or wrong way to talk about our stories and to talk about how we evolve.
1: That puts the biggest smile on my face. It really does. Because what I love about this podcast too, I'm going through your episodes and each and every single one of us have such a beautiful, unique, special story that just fits them and I think at at the end of the day that it it brings us so much substance. Like we are such grounded humans because of our differences and our differences between us as trans people, between my trans brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's. I think it's really important for like for for trans people to know this, but I think it's very important for the straight community to to not put us all in a box. And I know it's very easy, but. I think every single trans person that I've talked to, we've all came to our realization at a different time of our lives with just as much meaning and just as much power and just as much affirmation. But all of our stories are so different. And I, I could listen to any trans person talk for hours because yeah. it's so interesting. And th- even though we're all different, it's like every one of your stories will still be like, oh my God, but I felt like that. Or this is how I feel. Where for so many years, even being out as a gay man, my gay friends and I had a disconnect. Not in our friendship, but when it came to me being trans. This is me before I was out. Yeah, I think, I think that's very important. Really cool.
0: Like for me, even if I don't share pictures of me before transitioning, there's still some part of my story that I will still talk about. For example, like the studies I made, my bachelor degree, that these are things I'm proud of. And it was me. Yes, I was presenting male, but I was always a woman was like, when I talk about me like in the past, mm-hmm. I use feminine pronouns, she, her. That's how I tell my story. For some trans women, they might use Masculine pronouns talk about them in the past. And it's okay. We have each different way of telling our stories. But the important part is that we were always born trans. It doesn't change that.
1: Absolutely. So even if you guys ever hear me put myself in a masculine past, like I was saying earlier, I do from seventh grade on down, I will identify as girl cuz i always was and that's how i was born and then i was male presenting from grade 7 till 30 that was always kind of fluid but like i was more male presenting so weirdly to differentiate that time for some people i will go and use him but no like i don't want to be called him let's make that clear
0: <laughs> perfect it's perfectly clear
1: yes but yeah it's it's interesting how we all do our thing differently and I think that's so special
0: and that brings me a bit where I wanted to go like when you were young I found that really interesting Is like before like I think seventh grade you said you were presenting feminine you were like being yourself
1: oh my god so much
0: (laughs) you were to the eyes of everyone a girl
1: It's kind of funny reconnecting with my old friends from high school recently. Um, I just had a, a best friend come over last week, and we hadn't seen each other for 15 years. And everyone that I talk that's known me since I'm three years old, when I asked them, is it a little bit of a shock that I came out as a trans woman? And all of them are like, no, we remember her. And that gave me another type of euphoria because she's sitting on my couch, and she just looked at me and she was like, there you are again. I miss her. She was like, I remember her. So it's so much weirdly moving back to New Brunswick and bumping into people who's known me forever. will be like, oh yeah, there you are. This makes sense. My gay boys, like my my group of friends in the queer community, like I would say from the age of 19 to now, Or like till I came out as me, the girl. For them, I I feel for my, my gay friends, more in the queer community, like my gay group of guy friends. They have a harder time mourning him because they've only met him. So at least for the people that's known me since I'm a child, for them, they're like, oh, my God, there she is. Like, we missed you, kind of. And that feels so like, oh my God, I don't have to explain myself because they've they've seen her. They've met her. They met me before. So yeah, it feels so weird now. and I, I get to tell that to my best friends now that for my friends from home, it's easier. My gay friends, I think now they're all good. the morning's good. like they've mourned, they've said goodbye especially this summer when I go back to Toronto and seeing them because I I did my full transition in pandemic. So now they're seeing me just like every few months and something else is different. So now that I'm having more conversations with them too, and when I talk about dating and stuff like that, I, I think that's where we felt a lot of disconnect. We don't date the same. So a lot of this just brought more of like, okay, now they're being introduced to Maddie me now. There's a part of them that I know that they're still mourning the gay boy, me. I know they miss him a little. And I have to let them grieve with that. That's not my problem.
0: That was part of, like, the presenting part. Yes. It wasn't you. No. (laughs) One thing I wanted to come back on is, like, when we are younger, before puberty... Our bodies are all the same. And that's why, like, when we are young, we don't also, like, have as much of stereotype in our heads. So it can be a good time for people to explore that gender identity. The difference between doing it when you're a child versus being a teenager is you will not think about it, it will come that surely.
1: It's such an innocent thing when you're younger. It comes naturally, yeah.
0: I've heard stories like of trans girls telling their parents, I'm a girl. And what I really find empowering in your story too is your mom was there to support you.
1: Yeah, my mom was always there... I know she she grew up as a single mother, so I think she was very protective. But even though she was so protective of me, she like every time I wanted to walk out with a dress on or a gown and we had like this tickle trunk at home. We had this box of costumes because we had a sewing shop and mom loves vintage. So we've had these beautiful dresses of all kinds and all types of costumes. So my mom was very open of like whatever costume I wanted to put. It didn't matter what it was. And I would always wear dresses. And if I would go out to play at the park, um, my mom would still stop and, and tell me, listen, Maddie, you know that some people out there won't understand the way you dress and might judge the way you dress and might say comments about how you dress. But she was very clear. If I wanted to wear that dress today, then I better well wear that dress. And I think it's a good thing that my mom was very realistic about things she didn't tell me no don't do it and she totally gave me this choice but also gave me this little secret of life of like people might not understand this but I was too young to understand I I was only five or six I'm like they won't understand why I'm wearing purple with yellow hello like I'm dead serious I wasn't understanding that she meant they're judging you because you're a boy because I never thought I was one. Like, I was such in denial. Like, I was, I was never one. So to me, I'm like, yeah, is this dress too much for the park? It is a ball gown. Like, you know? So it was really like that. But she kept on doing it through my teens. And my mom was always very, very pushy of me being exactly how I wanted to. I think my mom was someone that was teased as a kid, and she hid back, so I think with her she always wanted to make sure that I had the support at home first, and this is why it's really important to let your kids be them and themselves at school like I, till seventh grade, I was wearing whatever the f I wanted <laughs> on um like it it being like bell bottoms at the time because it was like you know two thousand one they came back, but it they were all girl clothes and um. Because we were poor, we got them at the second hand and I would just tell people, I don't know where I got them. I don't know if they're girls or guys. To me, I felt a little bit less safe at school. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, do I wear those at school? I I don't know. And then my mom would be like, hey, they look good. If you want it, wear them. To have that just at home to give me that little push to just like, yeah, you're right. These jeans do look great. And then wearing exactly what I wanted, I knew I could always come home. And there was no judgment. So if there's no judgment at home, then who cares what people say at school? Like my mom loves me. I know it sounds cheesy now and it was it probably sounds cheesy for back then, but I'm like, where I rest my head at night is where it's safe and I know that I can be who I want to and I can come home and play with my Barbies.
0: I love it. And that's just a great experience to share. Last thing I want to add is just You said something really interesting about when you talk about like being trans, being a trans woman to people you knew from school, from before seventh grade, they were not surprised. They were like, yeah, (laughs) I remember. Yeah. But I think that's not necessarily an experience that maybe a lot of trans people sadly have with their schools and weird their schoolmates,
1: and don't get me wrong, I did get teased like as a younger age. Like I, I was just called girl though, so whatever. <laughs> I, I guess they knew before I did, so my insult was literally "girl," like that was it. You are right. I have such a strange journey where I got to be her, and people remember her. Yeah, which. I think a lot of people never got to express themselves for queer and trans people when it comes to clothing. So I think because I had that liberation from an early age too, I never felt so suppressed. Like for me, it wasn't like, I'm just dying to wear a skirt. Like I'm dying to wear a skirt. Like I was like, I, I've worn a skirt many times out at a bar. I'm so happy I didn't stay so suppressed but i can only imagine if i never got to do that as a kid i don't think i would have made it and i know that goes like dark real fast but like really thinking about it it makes sense cuz i my whole career has been fashion and clothes and style so that's how much it meant to me is how much i could feel like a girl with a pair of girl jeans and even a girl hoodie like a tomboy as long as it was girls then the euphoria was there. And I felt it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'll just quickly share, like, for me, like, I got teased a lot at school. It was harassment.
1: That's terrible.
0: It was really hard on me, and it, like I explained in the other episode, it got me to be super shy, and to be really excluded from everything going on. And when people really harass you day after day after day and not just yes there's always the ringleader but when everyone just laughs with that person you just don't want to be different anymore
1: absolutely you just want to fit in you just want to blend
0: you just want to blend and even more than that you just want to be forgotten when you reach that point is it's hard and in the moment you try like to survive and it takes years to really understand the impact of what happened to you so for me like i don't have like great memories from school the high school or elementary school i'm not in touch really with anyone from elementary school high school couple of people are now my friends, but they were not people I was hanging out with. High school was hard because I didn't have like any friends. I was just there with some people. I didn't want people to see me like alone so I get bullied more. Some people I'm, I don't want to talk to. And I didn't have a lot of interaction with people who I went to school. Actually, I got a couple of messages last week from two people. I know these were not people that were bullying me, but it was nice to know that they felt bad for what happened. It was not people that bullied me, but still like it was nice to know like they appreciate my podcast and they said that like I did not deserve to live through what I went through, and that was that was really sweet and
1: because it's true. No one should. I'm so, so happy they reached out.
0: For a lot of us trans people, talking to some old schoolmate can be hard seeing people that bullied us, that excluded us, rejected us, can be hard. So I just wanted to mention that that for a lot of trans people, they will not have the same experience than you. And I'm super happy that you were able to have that slice of time. You could be yourself. Like you said, it kept you alive.
1: It did. And yeah. it's it's even more talking here with you tonight that I've had so many realizations having these conversations. And I do feel really, really lucky at least i i feel like i'm gonna leave here tonight very joyful and blessed as cheesy sounds i i really i feel really emotional right now yeah thank yeah. you
0: you're wonderful <laughs> you're wonderful
1: well thank you for sharing that side too because i think it's very important to hear the struggles it's not rainbows and sunshines there is always a rainbow at the end of the storm though
0: yeah, that's a great way to put it. Thank you. We are at the end of the podcast, so I just want you to tell our listeners how they can learn more about you and reach you.
1: Well, um if you guys want to reach me or come and follow me at my Instagram at maddy1028. That's M A T T Y 1028 all together. Also I do hair in Moncton. Uh, I have my business at M&Co at 47 Mountain Road. So I take appointments through Instagram. I'm looking for new clients because I was away for 10 years in Toronto. So yeah, come and find me there. I'm usually so open. My my page is very queer friendly. So if you have any questions or anything, especially any of my trans brothers and sisters out there, um, I will always, always be able to, to reach out back to you guys. So yeah, I hope to see you and thank you for having me.
0: Thank you to you. That was just an amazing experience. It was a lot of fun and I'm sure our listeners learned a lot listening to this episode.
1: Okay,
0: bye. Finally, I invite you to subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify or Google Podcasts And to follow Trans with a Voice on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget that a society that is more inclusive to the transgender community is better for everyone. Thanks and see you next time.